everyone, my name's Alex, and welcome back to another episode of my podcast, Culturally Speaking. Today, my good friend Shay and I are going to be continuing to talk about the influence of music on culture in different parts of the world. So today we're going to be looking at both Asia and Latin America. Before we get started, I just want to mention that we are recording over voice memos because we found it a lot easier, just like we did last time. And then also I'd like to thank my band directors for letting Shay and I do this project through my podcast because it was something that we really wanted to do. And then I'll also let Shay introduce herself because we might have a few listeners that haven't checked out the previous episode. Hi, I'm Shay. I'm a junior in high school. I play the oboe and the vibraphone in band, and I'm so excited to delve into music culture this week with Alex. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, Shay. I've had so much fun researching and recording and going through that whole editing process and and creating this episode for the podcast. To start off, we chose a few themes at the beginning that we knew we wanted to include in the podcast. As we go along, you might see through both of the regions, we mention similar topics. The country that Shay chose to focus on for this episode of the podcast was China. So Shay, tell us a little more about music in China and, and how they view the importance of music. Records of music in China begin in about 8000 BC, and the impact of music on culture in China is huge from the beginning, especially on the religious scene. Confucianism was the leading religion in China for a long time, and Confucius, the man who wrote the rules for Confucianism, believed that the right type of music was important for growth in faith and civil refinement of the individual. The correct type of music, according to Confucius, was a type of music called yeyu, which almost imitated the sounds of nature. Instruments common in the very beginning were bone flutes and other instruments made from clay. In the 1900s, symphony orchestras would play in halls in large cities, and music remains a huge part of culture in China today. Another really cool thing to look at, and it's super interesting, especially to me, is the role of history on the spread of music's sphere of influence on culture. So Shay, can you tell us a little more about this? With the desire for religious correctness, early music in China had rules. For example, Yeyu music assigned instruments to each of the elements. Earth, fire, water, air, and space or emptiness, and each piece would bring the elements to balance. During the time of writing music rules, Chinese musicians developed the pentatonic scale, which was a five-pitch scale that served the purpose of making simple harmonies. Traditional Chinese music isn't meant to be danced to, hence the reason for no drums or beats. In about 500 BC, music styles from other parts of Asia, especially India, made their way to China and began to intermix with the Chinese music. Additionally, many new instruments came over too, including the erhu and pipa from Central Asia. It's really cool how Shea brought up that some of this music from Asia originated very technically, and so there's not a lot of dancing to it, whereas in other cultures, typically music and dance are intertwined. So that's really interesting. Another one of our big topics that we chose when we first started the assignment was we really wanted to showcase the differences between music in America versus music in other cultures. So Shay, tell us a little more about how music is different in China versus here in America. If you go to China today, you don't just hear traditional music. You can hear many types of music that we have in America. 
These could be pop, hip-hop, k-pop, rock, etc. However, there are many differences between American rock and hip-hop culture and Chinese rock and hip-hop culture. Drug and sex, which are typically the main basis for many hip-hop or rock songs in the U.S., are still frowned upon in China, and therefore their rock may sound the same as us, but has different themes than ours, and most Western music. Because of this, pop music in the United States tends to have more complex harmonies than pop in China. As stated before, Chinese music often uses the pentatonic scale, which differs from the heptatonic scale used in American music. I really like how you mentioned that the themes of music in China are different, but they're still the same genre. Because if music is stemming from a certain country, then the interpretation is going to be different than than if it stemmed out of a different country. So Shay, tell us a little bit more about music in China by highlighting a music festival. The Midi Music Festival is hosted by the Midi School of Music annually on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. It was founded in the late 90s by the school and continues to explore rock music, electro music, and indie music each year. Thank you so much, Shay, for doing so much research on music in China and music's influence on Chinese culture. And now we're going to travel to a new part of the world. We are going to focus on Latin America because the country that I specifically chose to talk about today with all the themes that we chose is Costa Rica. To start, music is very central to Costa Rica's culture and is accompanied by dance. One central type of music in Costa Rica is calypso music. This leads into the history of music in Costa Rica because calypso music is a style of Afro-Caribbean music that originated from Trinidad and Tobago in the early 19th century and spread to other surrounding areas. So it's really cool because it started in one place and it branched out and then when it branched out that music was also influenced by geography and the people that were living there and the history. Today a lot of Costa Ricans enjoy Latin, American, and British contemporary rock as well as other genres. But for dancing, they prefer traditional Latin rhythms of music, such as the salsa, meringue, cumbia, and bolero. I know that we highlighted that in other countries, there's a lot of emphasis on traditional music as well as modern day music and the balance between them. But I think it's important to consider how America doesn't really have this traditional music that they listen to. So that's a huge difference between the cultures. Just because the United States is more of a melting pot of cultures, so it's hard to distinguish one traditional central culture. And I think this is definitely something that makes America unique in the way that you can experience a lot of different cultures here and meet people that will show you the traditional music while still listening to popular modern day music. To close out the episode, I just wanted to mention the Envision Festival in Uvita, Costa Rica. It's super popular and you can immerse yourself in music, art, yoga, workshops, and surfing. And it's super popular in Costa Rica. And a lot of people go to this music festival not only to enjoy the music, but the culture as a whole. Again, I wanted to thank my band directors for allowing Shay and I to. And I'd like to thank all the listeners complete our project through this podcast. And make sure to stay tuned for the next episode.